God this morning for his goodness. He has been good to all of us. He has been gracious and he has given us this gift of life. Let's close our eyes and look to God in prayer. Father, all our life you've been faithful. Lord, it is nothing, Lord, compared to what we are. Lord, we don't deserve it. Father, it is not proportionate to our faithfulness, but, we have always, but you have always remained. And we want you to minister to us today in your faithfulness. Speak to us. Minister to us. Challenge us. Hide me behind the cross and you speak to me and through us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Matthew chapter 2. No, I've been uh, studying the gospel of Matthew and uh, I thought we would go through the gospel of Matthew one by one. Last time I shared from Matthew chapter 1 and today Matthew chapter 2. It's a record of two different kings. One is Herod and the other one is baby King Jesus. And also it's a record of two journeys. The wise men journeyed from the east to come searching for the baby Jesus. And the other one is Mary and Joseph. They go to Egypt you know, and they come back. And we know that the descendants of Jacob, they went into Egypt. They lived there. And God brought them out into the promised land. And similarly, we find that Matthew is trying to tell the Jewish audience or the people that how Jesus as a baby went into Egypt and then how God is bringing him out to the promised land to Israel to set the people free. And uh, he is taking all pains to write to them. Uh, if you have a uh, time, please go through you know, the study on Matthew, the structure, how it is uh, made up, how he writes during those days without any internet and without any apps, how he was able to uh, uh, write the gospel of Matthew. It's amazing. It's amazing. And uh, we find that here he tries to prove to the people that Jesus is the new Israel, the new Israel of God, how God has brought him out. And also we know that in this story, we have the Magi uh, coming, or the wise men coming from far away east uh, to Jerusalem in search of King Jesus. And the time frame is not uh, very clear. It could be anywhere between one year to two years, some people, some people say, from the time Jesus was born. Because the star they see, then they have to travel and come into Jerusalem to seek for Jesus. And sure, we have, uh, I don't know how many of you remember, uh, Dr. Jacob Chirin also preaching, saying that uh, Jesus, when the, king, uh, when the kings or the wise men came to worship uh, Jesus, Jesus was not a baby in a manger. We see that depicted in the pictures and in the, and in the place, Christmas place that we all have. But uh, when the kings came, Jesus was not a small uh, baby at that time. And uh, these wise men were peculiar people. They were studying about the stars and uh, some of God revealed to them. And, uh, you know, it's amazing how God can speak to heathens or the Gentiles to reveal about Jesus. There are times when people have heard how, G how the Gentiles 
have known Jesus or the non-believers have known Jesus through a direct revelation from God. I was in uh, Singapore for a mission because uh, I was attending the service there and they had a mission Sunday. And there, there was a pastor from uh, Jordan. He was sharing the gospel. I'm sorry, from Iraq, I think, if, I, if I'm right. He was preaching. He said that in his country, uh, there's a lot of death, a lot of bombing, a lot of uh, killing after Saddam Hussein passed away. Uh, he was killed. Now, one, this pastor always had a habit of giving Bibles and New Testament. One particular day, he and his wife were going into a mall to buy something. So his wife said, I'm not coming, you go. And as he was getting out of the car, his wife called and said, hey, you forgot the Bible, take the Bible, look at that man there. He's standing in front of that mall, give it to him. So he was very scared, this pastor was very scared. And uh, he could be an, uh, a terrorist or he could be somebody who is uh, pro-Islam and he can be in trouble. But still he takes the Bible because his wife insisted. He goes and uh, he gives it uh, to him. And that man was pacing up and down very frantically. And he took the Bible. He looked at him and said, what is this? So he said, it's a Bible. So that man looked and said, why did you take it so long to come and give it to me? So he was stunned. What do you mean? He said, no, last night I had a dream. And there somebody appeared and said, I am Jesus. Tomorrow I will reveal myself to you. You go there into this mall and wait there. Somebody will give you a book. And I was waiting for this uh, book from morning. And you've come so late. I was worried whether my dream was wrong. But now I know my dream is true. There are so many other stories he told. I can't uh, keep telling. Otherwise it will become a storytelling uh, time. Now my point is how God also directly reveals himself to heathens. And here you find that they were heathen uh, uh, wise men who were reading about the stars and learning about the stars. And God directly revealed. Or maybe they were people who had known what is the New Testament, what is the Old Testament prophecy. And they were trying to study and God was revealing himself to him. And now this people, they see the star in the east and they follow seeking for Jesus. And about this prophecy about the star in the east is already mentioned in Numbers chapter 24 verses 14 to 19. There was an indirect uh, reference to the star. Numbers 24, 14 to 19. If you have your Bibles, please open your Bibles. And now I'm about to go to my people. That is uh, Balaam's uh, prophecy. He, Balak is asking him to prophecy against Israel. So now Balaam uh, he is prophet. He was also a heathen uh, prophet. Okay, or a heathen, uh, what is it, a magician or something like that. And now he says, now I'm about to go to my people. Come now and I'll advise you as to what these people will do to your people in the future. He's talking about the Israelites, what they will do to the people of Moab. And he took up the oracle and said, the oracle of Balaam, son of Beor, the oracle of the man whose eyes are open. Look at the way he writes, my eyes are open. The oracle of him who, who, ha, who hears the words of God and who knows the knowledge of the highest, who sees a vision from the Almighty, although falling flat on the ground with eyes open. He is falling flat on the ground with the eyes open. He can only see the earth, the land. But he sees something else. He sees. He says in 70, I see him, but not now. I behold him, but not close at hand. A star will march forth out of Jacob and a sceptre will rise out of Egypt. He will crush the skulls of Moab and goes on and on. 
so you here you find there's already a mention about the start in the book of numbers when the people were coming out of the land of egypt and um, maybe all these were all influencing these uh, wise men to study and god in his mercy reveals the start to these people that about the message of jesus and uh, they enter jerusalem and it's very interesting they try to find out where is jesus where is jesus born king of the jews and this news here enters the ears of herod and herod immediately he calls the scribes the chief priests and enquires when did this star appear where will jesus be born and um, when he is enquiring them these chief priests and uh, the other scribes they are able to give an answer from micah chapter 5 and verse 2 they give this answer micah chapter 5 and verse 2 <coughs> this is another prophecy they give from the old testament as for you bethlehem ephrata seemingly insignificant among the clans of judah from you a king will emerge who will rule over israel on my behalf on whose origins are in the distant past it was a direct reference to the messiah okay direct reference to the messiah so micah has prophesied many hundreds of years ago and here these scribes and these people the 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 chief priests were able to tell uh, king herod uh, wh- wh- where he will be born and now herod calls the wise men and then he t- tries to find out when did the star appear <coughs> he's trying to calculate then he says okay go worship him when you find him come and tell me i will come and worship him. it was a false thing but god in his wisdom reveals to the wise men herod is not very sincere just leave him you go worship him and go on some other way and this wise men uh, go some other way they go worship jesus they go some other way and now herod is very upset and uh, he calculates so he said any child 2 years and down kill it look at it kill it murder it and um, we find that even the worship of jesus with gold and other things by the kings were prophesied many hundreds of years ago in isaiah chapter 60 verse 1 to 14 if you read you find that but i would like to read to you verse 1 verse 3 and 6 verse 1 verse 3 uh, verse 1 to 3 and then verse 6 arise sign shine isaiah 60 arise shine for your light arrives the splendor of the lord shines on you for look darkness covers the earth and deep darkness covers the nations but the lord shines on you his splendor appears over you nations come to your light kings to your bright light Ca- camel caravans will cover your roads young camels from midian and epa all the merchants of sheba will come bringing gold and frankincense and praising the lord so you find that according to that uh, prophesy in isaiah jesus is worshiped with gold frankincense and myrrh now after angel haunts them and after herod is upset he does a dirty job and that is recorded in the bible matthew chapter 2 16 to 18 and it says then herod matthew chapter 2 16-18 then herod when he saw that he had been tricked by the wise men became furious and he sent and killed all the male children in bethlehem and all that region who were 2 years old and under according to the time that he had ascertained from the wise men then was fulfilled what was spoken by the prophet jeremiah 
her voice was heard in drama weeping and loud lamentation rachel weeping for her children she refused to be comforted because they are no more the the word the name rachel refers to the people of israel yeah what a painful thing okay on one side there is the joy that has taken place jesus is born but on the other side there is tears pain and sorrow in the homes of people they see before their eyes mothers and fathers brothers and sisters grandparents little children being massacred right in front of the eyes we'll come back to that later now in the midst of all the plans of evil to destroy baby jesus first by herod i'm sure influenced by uh, evil uh, influenced by satan i'm sure directly here you find that god was also dealing with joseph and mary god led the wise men wisely into the promised land into israel to worship jesus that was over they've gone now god has to deal with mary and joseph and little baby and the bible says if you read matthew chapter 2 of course you don't need to open you can write down if you want 13 19 and 20 to matthew chapter 2 13 19 and 22 how angel appears to mary to joseph especially in a dream and guides joseph what to do and here in the whole thing you and i can see the hand of god how he handles the challenging situations but in the midst of all this we also find pain and tears i'll come back again to that later now you find two different kings one is herod he was a ruthless person he could kill babies 2 years and under can you think of it anybody even a little dog suffers you know some of you have a pet and when the pet suffers we all know how painful it is for us i remember i had a small pet and after that i said i'm not going to have any uh, doggy or catty in my cat in my home when it died of course now i have chicken okay they are my pets now now very painful i'm sure some of you have gone through that experience very painful but the king this king owns the whole universe please understand you know he owns the whole universe but he wants something from me something from each one of us our love our prayers our resources our time our care these are something which god says give i am a king in pain i am a king in suffering i am a king though i am a king i am suffering though i am a king i am in pain though i am a king i am lonely though i i am a king i am thirsty i am hungry and he says you give me something you give me something and this is the king we see in every human suffering not the poor the needy and the thing they are the poor people they are suffering people but the king in every human being the next one you find that in this passage they give costly gifts gold frankincense uh, frankincense and myrrh and um, i have no time to tell you how expensive it is or you can uh, read that and the bible says that he 
he accepted they accept the parents accepted it the king is worthy of everything that we have to be given to him but he is happy with something you understand something you give he is happy but at the same time he is worthy to receive everything and if you read matthew chapter 15 verse 32 there's a there's a beautiful touching a story that really happened Matthew 15:32 Jesus called his disciples and said to and said I have compassion for these people they've already been with me 3 days and have nothing to eat I do not want them I do not want to send them away hungry or they may or they may collapse on the way they have nothing to eat and i want don't want to send them away empty i fed them spiritually but there is something more i care for these people what they need for their stomach god help you and me to look one of the things that i've learned in my studies is how to read the scripture contextually as if it is happening now it is not something which happened there in history but something which is happening now in this world and i wanted to encourage you my church that when we are reading the scriptures let us read it contextually i am placed here i am here in the name in the in the uh, in the uh, in the story jesus is inside me i am preaching to the people and i am teaching the people there is something more the people need there is tears in people's life people have lost their dear ones loved ones suffering sickness disease and what can i do and i give my best give something jesus said but from our side we can give the best you understand we can give the best what is best we can give it to god and i encourage you church go through google and see read the story of uh, no world vision or uh, you know all the other compassion international and so many org- organizations red cross so many organizations how they came up it was not a big rich people it was individuals like you and me who had a passion to touch the world to be a blessing and one person bob pierce he said let my heart be broken with the things that breaks the heart of god from right is bob pierce right he said that he said that and i wanted to tell you that we ask god we are not created like that that's the sad thing because our hearts have been drawn towards sin for a long time being insensitive to sin itself so we will be insensitive to others pain you understand when we are insensitive to sin we will be insensitive to others pain and that has been in my case in your case for a long time so for us to come out from that we can't do it so we need the softening grace of god the holy spirit to come inside us to change us the fullness of the spirit paul prayed a famous prayer to the ephesian church he said i pray that you will be strengthened with your spirit out of the riches of his glory in the inner man in the inner man out of the riches of the glory in the inner man that was his prayer for the ephesians and when you and i can pray these scriptures and you know ask god sincerely definitely 
the heart that has been insensitive to sin will become sensitive to sin be careful of sin and not only that will become sensitive to the suffering world and the third thing is very important beware how we try to answer or respond to others suffering others suffering i read of a pastor whose son was in hospital with all the tubes and all the struggle the pastor was in tears and some of the people his church people other pastors and others came and told him don't worry and then they said god has a purpose in your son's suffering god would provide for all the hospital bills and uh, one said god will strengthen your faith through this and another said god will is setting up a miracle for you and one more person that god works all things together for good and this pastor says i was broken none of these things comforted me i felt it was absolutely insensitive and then he says one pastor called him up and told him just two lines he said pastor i am so sorry to hear about your pain i will pray for you and he says these two sentences helped him a lot than all the other things may god help us to be extremely sensitive to others suffering our verbal words also matters a lot how we can respond to others pain others suffering and bible says in ephesians 5:30 in niv it's just one sentence it says for we are members of his body but in king james version new king james version there's a little commentary added or the explanation added for we are members of his body of his flesh and of his bones of his flesh and of his bones that is my body is part of his body and his body is part of my body so in my pain in my suffering he is in pain he is in suffering oh god himself through jesus we are members of his body of his flesh and of his bones you know when i had an accident and got admitted there was one particular person who was coming from a very famous church in chennai he would visit me often and he only saw my condition deteriorating okay it was september 1st he met with an accident and uh, 2000 i'm sorry 1982 and it was going down and down and down september october started down he came to a stage when he looked at me and he said prem i see your suffering he was a good believer he said if god wants you to die be ready to die god that's a good advice on one side but then i felt that was not the age that i was looking forward to die you know and when he said that i said lord let this man never come again to visit me never come again to visit me one more person came he looked at me he was not coming from a famous church he was coming from an ordinary small csa church but he looked at me and said prem efficiency 530 we are members of his body of his bones and of his flesh 
I don't know what you're going through, the pain that you're going through, but only he knows because he, you are a member of his body. And that scripture has stood with me all these years, for the last 40 years. There was a person who was living a very horrible life. And uh, this person, I've shared this before, I think. And this person accepted the Lord as a savior. And he met with an accident and he was laid up in the hospital. But before the accident happened, he would every day in the afternoon, he would go to a nearby room after lunch and he would pray. And he would pray and he would connect with God and he would say, Jesus, this is Jim. And he will talk to Jesus. Accident happened. He was laid up in the hospital. The whole evening he had pain. The whole night he was in pain. The next day he was in pain. Morning. He was making a lot of noise. The doctors, the nurses were trying to control him, help him. That afternoon, he became calm. No shouting, no making a scene. The doctors and the nurses were worried. They came to him and asked him, Jim, what happened to you? You were making so much of pain, so much of noise. You were in pain and you were making so much of what happened to you? He, with a smile, he said, every day afternoon, I would go into that room to be in prayer. And I would say, Jesus, this is Jim. This is the first time I could not go into the room to pray from the time I have accepted the Lord. You know what happened? Jesus himself came to my bed. He touched me and said, Jim, this is Jesus. And all my pain is gone. All my pain is gone. I wanted to tell you, Jesus is there. God is there. The Spirit of God is there with all those who suffer. And when we accept the message of redemption that is available for you and me, for salvation, for healing, for deliverance, for worship, we also as believers in Christ accept others' pain, others' suffering, others' tears as our own. May God help you and me I want to read Isaiah chapter 53 and then close. You know, it's a scripture that really ministered to me early this morning also as I was reading this uh, scripture. Turn your Bibles, please, to Isaiah chapter 53. We have read this many times and, uh, you know, we, we have quoted that scripture, by his stripes we are healed. Yes, by his stripes we are healed of sin. 53, 1. Who has believed our report and to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? For he shall grow up like grow up before him as a tender plant and as a root out of dry ground. He has no form or comeliness and when we see him there is no beauty that we should desire him. Verse 3 onwards, very precious. He is despised and rejected by men. A man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. For we hid as it were our faces from him. He was despised and we did not esteem him. Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. 
and by his stripes we are healed. All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way. The Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. He was oppressed and he was afflicted. Yet he opened not his mouth. He was led as a lamb to the slaughter. And as a sheep before its shears is silent. So he opened not his mouth. He was taken from prison and from judgment. And who will declare his generation? For he was cut off from the land of the living. For the transgression of my people he was stricken. And they made his grave with the wicked and with the rich at his death. Because he had done no violence, nor was any, any deceit in his mouth. My dear brother, my dear sister, we can become judgmental when people suffer. Let's be extremely careful. We, be, we, can, we become judgmental when people suffer. He's suffering, she's suffering, they're suffering because of this sin or because of this judgmental spirit. God is not asking us to be judgmental. God is asking us to be with him. And God himself was, yes, he used uh, you know, a certain kind of discipline to get jo uh, Jonah. He didn't never destroy Jonah. He wanted to get his attention. And he wanted to get the attention of uh, 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 when Paul was suffering, Paul had another view. God said, Jesus said, my grace is sufficient for you. God wants to reveal his grace. So you find that when people suffer, God had, God had reasons. But God is not calling us to be judgmental, but to accept the people's pain and suffering as our own. And so fulfill the law of Christ. The law of Christ is love. May God help you and me. Let's close our eyes and look to God.